Hey yeah, uh, what is up everyone? Assalamualaikum. Welcome back to my podcast. I'm your host Zaid Omar and if you are new to my podcast, in my podcast I uh well I discuss about things like you know how can we keep fit, lose our belly fat, lose our weight and maintain our muscle mass and if you are trying to gain mass but not too bulky, so you are on the right podcast i especially we discuss about the strategies like diet plans and workout routines that we can adapt to for the long run and that's what the most important thing that i want to really get into and, and share with you guys and share my experience as well which is to really adapt to something that we can do for the long run and not just for a three months thing or four months thing and then we start to get busy and we you know gain back our previous Wait, yet it's not something that I want for all of us, right? So in this episode, we are going to talk about something that, like, what we or where we left off in the previous uh, episode, where I always have this question, like, why is it so easy to gain weight, but it's not that easy to lose weight? And I think I mean for for most people lah, there are some exceptions where people just find it difficult to gain weight they stay skinny and lean all their life everyone want to be like them right <laughs> but most of us like you and me uh, even though i'm not like super fat but i find that it is it is easier to gain belly fat especially around my left handles you know the waist area and, and, and it's annoying that it's so difficult to lose them but so easy to gain them and why is that so and that's what we're going to discuss in this episode so you know get on your um, thinking head, uh, take notes and get some insights. I hope that whatever I'm going to share with you and whatever we are going to discuss in this episode will really help you, you know, get where you want to be, achieve your fitness goals. So let's get on to the show. Yeah, so in order for us to know the concept of weight loss, uh, we have to understand the concept of how our body manages our weight in the first place. And it all boils down to the equation, if you already know by now, called the calories in equals to calories out. And uh, if you don't know what calories mean, it has got nothing to do with brand of food or desserts. <laughs> Even though it sounds tasty, yeah? calories. But it's actually just a unit of measurement uh, of the energy that we get from food that we eat. And when our body burns the nutrients and get the you know the raw materials to for our body to, to produce uh, cells, to produce energy itself, uh, it is measured in terms of calories. And that's what you see at the back of food labels, the, you know, the KCAL, which means kilocalories. So uh, the equation that is very common and what our body relies on to manage our body weight is calories in equals to calories out. Simply, if you want to define it in simple, simple terms, which means... Um, we take in energy in the form of food and whatever energy that we take in from food will equal to the amount or of energy that we expand through activities. And when we talk about activities, it 
usually the uh, is defined as uh, you know uh, maintaining the basic functions of our body which is the metabolic functions like breathing blood circulation and typical day-to-day uh, -day activities uh, and how our body manage our body temperature producing heat and even digestion and excretion will require energy itself in fact uh, we all know about the basic metabolic rate uh, the minimum amount of uh, energy or calories the body requires to survive and to maintain your weight and it actually um uh, adds up to almost 60 to 70 percent of our daily you know total uh, energy that we use in the day so if you think that you actually need to exercise a lot or you have to diet a lot just to lose weight is not really true because just by staying still just by being alive you're already using up to 70 percent of your re daily required energy <laughs> but why you know the question is in this podcast you know, why yet it's so difficult to lose weight and it's so easy to gain weight but i think that questions also depends because i know people and personally i know people that find it very very difficult to gain weight even though they have tried uh, you know getting mass gainer they eat a lot or what they are still as slim as as lean as they were 10 years ago and then people like you and me we eat one cup of uh, ice cream or you know the uh, what's the McDonald's McFlurry? Then the next day we gain 10 kg. Then. <laughs> okay, like not so exaggerated. But you know what I mean? It feels like it's more easier to gain weight for normal people when you are above, especially above 35, 40 years old. So how can we do this? And that's what, uh, how can we manage this? And how that's, that's what we're going to discuss about in this episode. And I hope you get some insights. And uh, especially if you're busy, you know, you're too, uh, you have no time to exercise every day or to prepare clean food clean meals every single morning if you like that then uh, you know stay tuned and we'll discuss more later on okay so like what i said just now about the calories in equals to calories out how it affects our body weight is simply like this if we eat more food the body would absorb more energy and if we do not expend as much energy as how much we absorb from the food we eat, we will gain weight. It's vice versa. So if we eat less food and we we absorb less energy from the food and we expend more energy, we will lose weight. So the point is that if you know how to really make use of this equation on how your body manages your weight, then it will be very easy to, you know, if you just want to gain weight, you know how to do it if you want to lose weight simply you know click off the finger you also know how to lose weight but the problem is that there are a lot of factors affecting both sides or the left side of the equation which is the calorie in part of the equation as well as the calories out part of the equation there are factors that affect both of this side and that is when we all get really confused we give up halfway of trying to run or trying to diet we end up gaining more weight or we don't even bother to lose any more weight until our knees start to hurt, uh, we start to get high cholesterol, we start to get diabetes, then you know what? Maybe you think to yourself, uh, we should really do something about it. <laughs> it's, it's normal uh, because adulting, yeah, it's adulting problems. Uh. So uh, I, I just want to go through it a bit of what are the factors that makes it 
very difficult or very confusing uh, to really get that uh, the, the the scale of calories in and calories out towards the weight loss uh, equation or weight loss formula. Number one is that we, on the left side, we focus on the left side first, which is the calories in. And number one, one of the factors is appetite hormones. Okay, there are hormones that regulates our hunger and our satiety, meaning if we start to eat, our body will react in a way that it will releases, uh, it will release hormone to signal to our brain that you know what, brain stop uh, sending signals that we are hungry. We have food coming in into our body, so stop making us feel hungry. So that is the uh, satiety hormone, which is the uh, leptin, and then we have ghrelin. Uh, which, which is the hunger hormones. The more your body produces gr uh, ghrelin, the more hungry you feel. And usually, it also is intertwined or interconnected with insulin and glucose level as well. The lower your glucose level, the higher, uh, uh, the lower your insulin level, your ghrelin will also start to be uh, start to produce more throughout your body, and you will feel hunger, uh, hungry lah, but hunger lah, the hunger pangs. Uh -huh. and that's when there are things that you need to know. Uh, that affect or control how your your body produces uh, these hormones. The the interesting fact is that by right, okay, by right, according to the theory, your body has more when your body has more fat molecules or fat storage. Like you know, if obviously you are overweight, it should produce a lot of leptin. These fat cells will produce leptin and will tell your body or tell your brain that. You know, there are a lot of stored energy in the form of fats in your body and you shouldn't be feeling hungry. But the point is, the problem is when you are always accustomed or habit, there's a, a habit of you snacking, there's a habit of you eating foods that somehow nullify or make your body seems to be ignoring this hormone called leptin. Usually if you eat a lot of processed foods, high sugar foods, somehow it will like, you know, like poor reception. Lah. Simply say that if you enter the MRT tunnel, right, then your handphone somehow will have poor reception. You cannot call, you cannot uh, WhatsApp. It's the same thing happening between your brain and your fat cells. Your fat cells trying to tell the brain, you know what, stop making us feeling hungry. But because of this blockage that is caused by eating junk food, you will always feel hungry and your body cannot tap into the fat stores and you will get fatter and fatter and fatter. And that's one of the reasons uh, why you are always feeling hungry. That's one of the reasons why it is quite difficult to manage your diet as well. That's factor number one. Number two is environment. So people always say that you know, everything is because of you. Because you cannot control yourself you cannot control your appetite but your environment plays a huge role as well we have things like like you know in the malayu upcoming we have uh breaking fast right now is the fasting month and when you break fast who is the one controlling and deciding what you will eat that one will also plays a huge role if the one controlling what you eat will know your goals that you know that you need to eat healthily, that you need to eat lesser calories and more fibers, proteins, and rich nutrients kind of food, then that's okay. But if the one who influence, uh, the one who prepares the food is hamchai, bochai, just want as long as tastes good, as long as everybody eats well and uh, your stomach is full for taraweh, then you will have a problem. It's going to be more difficult to manage your diet.
I give you an example. Between someone, okay, person A and person B. Person A lives in a household where everybody is scared of diseases and the one who cooks the food will ensure that the, the, the salt amount is controlled. There's no uh, added sugar that's too much to the extent that for the everything tastes sweet, you know. <laughs> and then there's there's a control of carbohydrates intake as well. Not too much rice. Maybe the rice is uh, basmati rice or uh, brown rice. And then drinks are mostly uh, infused fruit drinks. So every day, the one who prepare the foods will prepare it in such a way that it is healthy or healthier at least for person A. And then person B, we have the typical uh, Malay setting, Malay food setting. We have either nasi biryani, nasi ambeng, bandung, teh tarik. Uh, it's, it's normal for person B to go through that. So if person B looks at person A, Person B will say that, eh, that's so, you know, boring, say, very healthy and no taste. And then person A will look at person B, eh, that one, so much, you know, unhealthy food. I cannot imagine eating that. Because person A grows, grows up in that, in that kind of environment and person B grows up in this kind of environment. So who, who, will, who, who you think will, will find it easier, you know, to maintain a healthy weight? Obviously, person C lah because not involved in this political war. <laughs> I'm just kidding lah. Person, person A, person A would probably uh, will have an easier uh, journey towards a healthier lifestyle. Then that's one example. And then the number three, the third, the third factor would be metabolizable energy, which simply means the amount of food that your body can absorb, the amount of nutrients found in the food that your body is able to absorb. When you look at food, you when and and the, at the food labels, right? They say for example, 220 calories at the back of the food label for every 100 gram. But actually, your body only absorbs maybe 80% or 90% of it because there are some things that are not metabolizable. So your body can't really absorb them. For example, like fibers and, and you know those insoluble kind of food or chemicals that your body find it hard to really absorb. And then number four would be palatability. The palatable, how palatable the food is. That means how edible the food is all depends on whether the food is you know hard or soft delicious or not delicious as well so it's palatable or not i give an example you compare hospital food hospital chicken rice to a hawker center your favorite one chicken rice like the one at gelang what is it called the ever ever i forget the chicken rice food is they, they serve very nice chicken rice so i love to go there and once in a while not every time because of the msg right you don't want to have high msg every single day so you compare, you compare that hospital ch chicken rice, hospital food to your favorite hawker center chicken rice. Confirm you will choose the hawker center. Why? Because immediately you know you can relate that the chicken rice from the hawker center tastes way much better. The chicken rice at the hospital tastes as good as you put chicken in the water, you put some salt and then you boil. Then you eat with some rice and that's what chicken rice at hospital tastes like. <laughs> you don't need recipe when uh, the chicken rice is made of chicken, put in water, boil and put some salt. I think the recipe like that. Lah. <laughs> no, no offense to someone, any one of you are working in the hospital and you're preparing the food in the hospital. But come on, lah, let's be honest. You know how the food tastes like in hospitals? You eat, ah, I don't know. Lah. I think even NS food lah, at, at the camp tastes better. But anyway. So that's number four factor. Number five factor is the psychology. That means how your mindset, your perceived control, your stress, your self-esteem, all of this plays a part in ensuring that you eat in a very controlled and, and, and you know, a, a very 
uh, goal-specific kind of uh, diet and and habit. And that is why your mindset also plays a huge role. Again, I give you an example. For someone who really values uh, eating healthy because you want to use your body for the long run, right? You don't want to halfway, you fall sick and then you cannot work you cannot uh, you know put food on the table because you don't care about your body if you care about your body you love your body you will do something about it you will do anything you can in your power in in in, in your control to ensure that you prevent instead of you focus on the cure yeah? prevention is better than cure so psychology mindset matters as well so there's like five factors affecting how your calories in affecting the whole equation and that itself you can go to into even deeper for each factors that how to control your appetite hormones how to control and change your environment how to ensure that you can absorb only good nutrition uh, nutritious nutritious foods and how to ensure that you eat foods that are palatable but healthy as well and how to ensure that your mindset is always uh, you know in on the uh, healthier side on the development side and not just giving up and 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 you know you just uh, let go and 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 focus on other things get distracted and let god choose whatever is going to happen to your body you know you don't want to have that kind of mindset that's on the left side and then on the right side we have the calories out of the equation which we will talk in a while after this break <music> 